So I was still, you know, rapping and a drug dealer, you know, ended up getting shot, ended up in the hospital. And, you know, my plan was, you know, when I got out of the hospital, I was going to pretty much kill whoever did this to me. And then <laughs> I had an encounter with Jesus and it changed my life. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about famous rap stars' lifestyles and if what they're rapping about is just entertainment or something very real they're experiencing. In our last show, we had Aaron Livers tell us about how he was a rap artist, but he was living life as a drug dealer and that everyone was in the industry. He shared with us that his lifestyle opened up the door to hanging out with celebrities, even taking him to the Playboy Mansion. He revealed to us all the truths about what was really going on there and how he felt and how he sensed other people were feeling. It was a very sad place. In the end of it all, he got shot and he woke up in the hospital. And he's going to share with us how he encountered Jesus Christ. Aaron, welcome back to the show. And thank you for having me back, Evangelist. I appreciate it, man. Aaron, it's awesome, man. Now, thanks so much for revealing to us the reality of this famous lifestyle and the emptiness of it all. I really learned that in the last show. I understand that when you're in the hospital, something happened. Someone prayed for you. Tell me about that. Oh, man. I remember um, being in the hospital and, you know, uh, (laughs) I was pumping pain medicine up at me so much. And I remember there was this um, one Caucasian lady, I mean, the sweetest woman, um, you know, I met in my life. And she cleaned me up so much. She cleaned me so well, cleaned me up. And she started like singing over me, humming and stuff like that. And I'm just like looking at this woman like, man, this lady is something good about this lady. And then she said, baby. And I'm like, what's up? She's like, you mind if I pray for you? I'm like, look, I don't care anything. Yeah, for sure. You can pray for me. Pray for me. Please pray for me. Wow. And she prayed over me and I just like felt this peace. I just felt like, I'm like, man, thank you. I really needed that. I didn't know how much I really needed that. Wow. I didn't even know what type of effect that had on my life. But I did know, like, I felt like, you know, loved at that moment. So you felt like something happened when she was praying for you. And this is something new here. Now, how did you later on encounter God in a very real way? What happened? Yeah, so I'm in a club with my homies, and you know, this ten months later, after I get out of the hospital, so I get out of the hospital, I go right back to trap and do everything I've been doing, getting money, robbing, just reckless, even more reckless than I was before I went to the hospital, before I got shot. Right, because you kind of had a vengeance. You wanted to catch the guy, whoever it was. Yeah, so it was just like even more an edge on my shoulder, chip on my shoulder. Mm. And then like 10 months later, I'm in a club with my homies. We doing the same old thing. For some reason, I just didn't feel like I belong there. And I was like, man, for some reason, I told my homie, I was like, bro, I'm leaving. I had put my chain on his neck and he already had like $200,000 worth of jewelry on. And I put my chain on his neck too. What? And I was like, hey, you can take this chain. I'll get my chain from you tomorrow. I felt like I got to go home. I couldn't even drink or nothing. And so I drive home and when I go home and I sit in my living room and I started having this encounter with Jesus in my living room. What? Next thing I open my phone up, you know, you try to Google everything that's going on. With I'm looking at my phone like, you know, you love. It's like, and I open my phone up to YouTube and all I see is this pastor right there and he started talking about the love of Jesus and I'm like this is what I'm going through right now 
I'm praying, I'm crying out. I stay in the house, got my earphones on every single day. And I was like, all I was doing was just like going after the Lord every single day. That one account, I was like, yo. And I never knew love like this. I never felt this power. I never felt this love. Never felt this sensation. It felt better than anything I ever felt in my life. And I knew that I was having an encounter with God. Did you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior at this time, you would say? Um, I just knew that what was happening it was God. And I felt like I knew that I was saved without even making a confession at the time. Wow. Now, did the drug dealing just stop from that day forth? How did you feel about drug dealing after you encountered Jesus Christ? I couldn't even think about drug dealing. I forgot about drug dealing. Really? Yeah, because everything in my body, everything in my soul, everything in my heart wanted to get to know what was happening with me. Wow. I started going after the Lord. Like My wife would go to work. I was married doing a lot of this stuff. So every time I was at home alone, I wouldn't be watching porn. I was nothing like the old getting into nothing crazy. I'd be seeking God. And I would be in the Word of God from like when I wake up until I go to sleep, like 18 hours a day. Of spending time with the Lord? Oh my gosh, that's quite a hunger. Yeah, so I went from straight drug dealing to one day having an encounter with Jesus to the next day I'm in the Word of God 18 hours every single day for weeks at a time. And that thing, you know, people would come around me and I couldn't cuss. I didn't even know that I stopped cussing. I didn't even know that I stopped lying. I didn't even know that I stopped doing all these things. Wow. And that thing, you know, I didn't even want to sell drugs no more. I, t- I took all the porn that I had in my house. I threw it out. After all my music that I used to make, I took it, threw it out. Wow. Everything about my life, I didn't watch TV no more. I cut the TV off. All I wanted to do was just get to know him and please him. And I spent the rest of my life, the last of my days, every single day living that way. Huh, that's awesome. Now, let me ask you a question, okay? So, what about the womanizing and the addiction to women? How did that addiction stop? I would say I got so consumed with knowing God that I didn't even know things stopped. Wow. I didn't even realize that that was even an issue <laughs> anymore. I never had the time to focus on them type of things anymore. Yeah, it's like it replaced it. Like it was an actual tangible essence of the Spirit of God that you were encountering. So your desire really came about reading the Word of God and being so voraciously hungry for it. Now, how did your views change about money, power, and sex, giving your life to Christ? Tell us about that. Yeah, so when it came down to the money, power, the street life, and that perverted way of seeing things, I recognized, like, you know, I would look at Jesus and I would compare my life to Jesus' life. And that's how I would figure out how to live and see how he dealt with things. Hmm. I started understanding, like, you know, true humility, what money was actually used for as like a tool to be a blessing, to advance the kingdom, to be able to uh, help and sow seed. And I really realized the law of the harvest and being able to tithe and being able to give offerings and sacrificial things. I'm like, man, the whole time I was giving my money to the devil and like wasting it and stuff like that. So I realized even when it came down to uh, the power, I realized that, you know, all power come from God. Mm. True humility is where the real power comes from. You know, God is my dad because I'm under his authority. Then now I really have the power that I was actually looking for to have in the streets. You know, that's powerful. I never saw that. That's right. So you understood your power as a believer, your authority as a believer. Yeah. Okay. So compare that. Which one is better? I mean, I think I know you're going to say, <laughs> but you know, for the person who's doubting right now, they're like, how is that better? Can you explain? How is that better? I mean, because 
the person who might be doubting right now, if it's a devil, if it's a demon, you'll see the demon come out screaming. Wow. If it's a healing that might be happening or if it's just like being able to step into a place with authority, depending on whatever God is like maybe doing in that situation, you can see it demonstrated. Like not because I'm just trying to demonstrate that authority and power, but if it's necessary for it to happen at that moment and that's provoked by the Holy Spirit in a sense, then you can see it that way. But you'll see it. And you'll see like so many men of God, like God will start putting people around you who out of nowhere flying all around just to be a part of what you got going on. And I feel like that's power as well. Wow. Doing whatever you want them to do for the glory of Jesus and they doing the things and it's actually benefiting their life when they come even to do things to help you. Wow. And I understand today you lead a large group of men from similar backgrounds such as yourself, like really rough drugs. And I understand the Lord has guided you to disciple these people in the Holy Scriptures. What does that look like? I'm just really just dealing with men, like telling men, like, man, God want to use y'all apart from sin for his glory. So it ain't about you trying to, like, learn all the church lingo. I would tell the homies, look, bro, be who you are. God created you distinctively. He didn't want you to be like no one else. If you talk like you talk, like you talk, just make sure it's glorifying Jesus. Mm. If you dress how you dress and your heart is in the right place and it's unto the Lord and God is using you, let God use you. Don't get caught up in all this weird stuff, bro. <laughs> God ain't tell you change your clothes. God ain't tell you put no suit on. God ain't tell you cover your tattoos up. He wanted to change you for his glory. So he changed you. He want to use what's inside of you. And he want to use the outside of what you've been doing as a tool for evangelizing and witness to a certain kind of people. So don't get caught up in that weird stuff, bro. Let God just use you. Mm. And men just really, they starting to really feel purposeful. And I feel like they don't have to try to be these, these super Christians, but they can just be who Christ called them to be. Mm. I see more men being more empowered by that. Wow, that's amazing. Aaron, you really helped us to understand a lot more how Jesus truly saves people and how he is the great physician of our souls. Thanks so much for coming on with us, brother. I really, really appreciate you. Oh, man, for sure, man. God bless you, man. Thank you all for listening again. Amen. God bless you, brother. Stay tuned. I want to proof this more with ancient scriptures right after the break. If you have a testimony you would like to share, you can audition to be on our show. Just go to www.therealliferadioshow.com. Click on Tell Us Your Story and follow the directions. You can fill out the guest release form and we will get back with you as soon as possible. If you need prayer or someone to talk to, you can always text us at 877-325-8030. Again, that's 877-325-8030. We look forward to seeing your text. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at www.therealliferadioshow.com. That's www.therealliferadioshow.com. Please help us to expand the reach of these shows. We couldn't do it without you. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? What's so fantastic about this man's testimony is that not only did he overcome his past, but now he's guiding others to overcome their sins. You know, before he was living a lie, telling people about that lie lifestyle, and now he found the truth that set him free and he's doing the opposite work that he was doing before. Where do you hear about things like this? Like where? This is something that's so rare that I bet there are so many who don't believe that something like this could ever happen. But it did happen. 
Aaron's heart reminds me when David said in the book of Psalms, in Psalm 51, chapter 12, verse 14, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. Isn't this what Aaron is doing? God brought forgiveness to him, and now he's teaching other people from a lifestyle of his past and leading them into a relationship with God. He's taking people literally off the streets. Why? Because he knows that Jesus forgave him of all his sins. Now, someone may be listening and may feel like that's kind of unfair. How can a man live such a sinful lifestyle and then get forgiveness from God? Well, the Bible is all about the grace of God, but not the grace of God to continue in sin, rather to live a repentant lifestyle and lead others to the same glorious grace of God. Where are you at with this, beloved? Have you felt like you've gone too far? That there's no way on earth God could forgive you of your sins? Beloved, let me tell you, He can. And this time, He's extending this grace to you through His Son, Jesus Christ, in order for you to be set free from your lifestyle of sin, to show you a better way. Let's pray. Father God, I'm praying for the person who's saying, that's me. I don't know if God will forgive me. So Lord Jesus, we ask you, Lord, forgive us of our sins. Lead us into the way of truth, to the way of righteousness. We ask for you, Lord Jesus, to be our Lord and Savior. In Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. You can listen to The Real Life Radio Show on Spotify, Alexa, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Samsung, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. See you next time.